0: Hello, podcast listeners. Welcome to the Health Simple Show. I'm your host, Kyle Reedhead, and I interview health and wellness experts from around the world to help you live healthy, happy, and stress free. Enjoy the next show. Okay, so Nadine is it Artemis. Yes. Is that how you pronounce it? Perfect. Yeah. Um, is an aromacologist who created uh, a company called Living Libations. Um, where they make essential oils and other compounds. Uh, She's also an author of two books. One is called The Renegade Beauty, um, and the other one is uh, Holistic Dental Care, so The Complete Guide to Healthy Teeth and Gums. Uh, And as I was reading your bio earlier today, um, my favorite line was, you're described by Alanis Morissette as a true sense visionary. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't love Alanis Morissette, so I think that's an awesome line. <laughs> she
1: Alanis loves essential oils, and that was oh, our she? connection. Our first meeting was at, um, I used to have a store in Toronto, and we had a beautiful scent bar where we'd make custom perfumes, and people come up and smell the oils, and okay. that's where we met. And she was like a kid in a candy store.
0: Yeah, I bet. <laughs> that's cool. Um So listen, I'm going to be honest. I don't know a whole lot about essential oils. It's one area of kind of health that that I guess I lack in. Uh, But I'm super interested to learn uh, from you. So uh, if you want to just kind of, you know, give a background of kind of, you know, who you are and, and where this all came from and how this all started, I think that'd be super interesting.
1: Yeah, well, it started at a, at a young time for me. Luckily, um, when I was in grade nine was sort of the first connection, and I was doing a science fair project on perfumery, and um, I discovered this book on how to make cosmetics. And there's a chapter on perfumery speaking about ancient Egypt and that perfumes were actually made from distilled um, you know, flowers and trees and barks, and that to um, the, the modern version would be something called an essential oil and that those could be found at health food stores. So we ventured mm-hmm. off to Toronto to the health food store and I got my first wafts of neroli and jasmine and black orange. And they were so different and unique than my bottles of perfume. So real, it was a real connected moment. I didn't quite understand, you know, the whole breadth and depth of aromatherapy and also fully the differences between what was synthetic and what wasn't. But that was my first foray. I recreated a perfume for the project and then um, I didn't really get fully back into them until I was 18 and really, truly understanding the ingredients and in body care products made me, um, understand that I really wanted to make what I was putting on my body. So I, that's when I deeply went into it and, um, was, I was also wanting to get essential oils that weren't available once that I was reading about. And to do that, I had to, you know, communicate with different countries and, Um, different distillers, and that's when I started to import different essential oils because they weren't available in Canada at that time, things like Angelica, Immortelle, um, you know, rare distillations of like an orange blossom absolute. So that was my first endeavor. And then I was making things all throughout university and importing. And then uh, a few months after I graduated from university, I opened up North America's first full concept aromatherapy store on Queen Street.
0: Ah, Queen uh, Street, that's where yeah, I live.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, um, Queen where
0: was it? Queen and
1: in... Right at Queen and um, Portland.
0: Okay, cool. Nice. Yeah.
1: And um, you know, and then here I am.
0: <laughs> and then here you are today. Here awesome. Today. In the woods <laughs>
1: on a dark Instagram live. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, it is getting dark, but that's okay. We'll, uh, a
1: little more light.
0: Yeah, as yeah. you come closer you can you can see a lot better. <laughs> so where how are essential oils made? Where did you even start? Uh, you know, you knew this was an area you were interested in, but how do you even start to make an essential oil? Or was it something you had to bring in? How did yeah, that work? Yeah, I mean,
1: generally I'm importing because you you need to be distilling where the plant is growing, and okay. so and we need all the countries in the world because um, we need all the different glo- growing climates. So from Canada, we have you know beautiful cedar. We get great Greenland moss, uh, balsam fir, yarrow, black spruce. Um, So, you know, those classic Canadian aromas, and then we need to go to Madagascar to get like the best ylang-ylang, vanilla, that kind of thing. So generally, all essential oils are steam distilled, and that is a process where um, you have like a source of heat, like wood or whatever, fuel, and then the plant matter is put in in a big uh, distillation unit, a big vat with water, and then the heat breaks open the essential oil molecules from inside the glands of the plant.
0: And not all
1: plants have aromatic molecules. So um, for the ones that do, and then the heat burst up, bursts open the essential oils and the essential oils are contained in the plant and they're a volatile substance. So it's very different than an olive oil that's a pressed fat. And so um, the volatile means they're evaporative. So they have no fat to weigh them down. But they're called an oil.
0: Okay. <laughs> and they're <laughs> yeah.
1: different from an essential fatty acid. They're they're different. Yeah. Be- Even though those are essential oils for our health, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and,
1: and how so, many Yeah. Sorry, go on? Oh, it's gonna finish the distillation process. So it goes into the vat and then the they become vapor. So they burst open, but they become vapor, which rises them up. You know, they go that makes them uh rise up yeah, yeah. into a condensation they go into this tube like a, co- a cooling coil and then that's where that part's usually in water uh cold oil, ice water often because they want to sort of bring the oil back to life so to speak and then that's when it comes back into physical form because it's essentially vapor it comes into physical form And then in that uh, vat, you would have the water that's left over, which is the floral water, like a rose water. And then the essential oil sits on top because even though it's not a fatty oil, it doesn't mix with water. Okay. That's where the word the oil comes in. And then that's just Uh. easily separated where you could have the rose and then the rose water. And in each drop is just like whole worlds and hundreds and hundreds of natural, botanical, chemical, constituents or benefits or properties or little molecules that do different things like menthol from peppermint, but there's not just menthol. There's like hundreds of other substances and we can't even name or identify them all, but menthol would be a characteristic of mint, giving it that aroma. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that's a basic one. But then there's also peels like a citrus peel can be pressed. That can be pressed into an oil, but they can also be steam distilled. So there's a choice there. And then, there hasn't really been any, any changes to distillation practices except for like subtle refinements like using a copper still or a glass still um, until CO2 in the 80s was made by um, this, uh, these intelligent people in Germany who were making decaffeinated coffee. And so okay. with CO2, which is using an inert gas and pressure to release the oil, were able to get other essence, essences and extracts that we weren't able to get through steam distillation. So things like vanilla, which was only available as an absolute before, or like sea buckthorn berry oil, which is an essential oil, and it's also containing the waxes and fats.
0: Mm. So
1: that one's really neat because it's like an essential oil and an essential fatty oil together. You know,
0: it it kind of... To me, you wonder, how did someone first even find these oils? It seems like such totally. a process. It's like, like, how, how did that first start?
1: release it from a plant? Yeah. yeah one yeah. of my favorite people is um, Abyssinia, who is a Persian poet and an astronomer and a physician. He was a physician by the age of 16. He's written over 400 books, and he was the first to distill rose.
0: Oh yeah, okay. And he
1: was apparently such a healer, and he w- he would just he would have lineups of people all day, just healing them, healing them, or giving them the medicine. And then he went on to uh, be a physician for the king. But he was also a you know a perfumer, a, a physicist, a poet, an str- like he was like total Renaissance man before the Renaissance, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I have a
1: light idea, but I can still talk. So
0: I'll be like- <laughs> sure. So my question is: Not all plants give off oil. So how many plant species are there? that we can actually pull essential oils from?
1: That's a good question. Um, that didn't really work. (laughs) Um, that's a good question. There's about, like, we carry over a hundred essential oils and we include some rare ones that, you know, aren't so popular and people haven't heard of, but we really like, um, you know, when there's a new plant in a new country, we really like supporting those distillers and bringing in the rare ones and then discovering the new things about it. Like, um, In the '90s, Raven Sero was quite new, which is a beautiful plant from Madagascar, and that means the good leaf. And it's we call it the echinacea of aromatherapy because it's just really great for the immune system on Mm -hmm. a number of different levels. So that was new, but it's no longer new. But you know, we bring in new things all the time. Like we have a poplar bud distillation. Uh, We also bring in rare ones for perfumists or people that want like carnation or orange blossom absolute, which is a little bit different than neroli. Um, we also have hyacinth and uh, really rare gardenia so you know there's just whole worlds to explore
0: there's so many there's still i guess finding a bunch of new ones i guess
1: yeah so that, yeah and we've got go? yeah moana. we have it's this new which is like a it's kind of like rosewood and rosewoods uh, you have to be very careful with the distillation so it's great to get in these new species and then we can all discover more about them
0: yeah Cool. So what are some of the health benefits that you can find with essential oils?
1: Well, you know, on one level, everybody can remember that every single essential oil to varying degrees is antifungal, antiviral, and antibacterial. Wow. So they are all that. And rose is almost like on that level as clove as being an antifungal, antiviral. Like rose Auto, which is the steam distilled version. Um is just phenomenal as a as like a medicine there's also the mm. rose absolute sorry we forgot to talk about absolutes which is another type of distillation so they used to do on which is pressing the petals between fat okay and that would be like so then the you'd press rose petals in between like an animal fat and then that oil would become saturated with the aroma and then you know they they change the rose petals every day or you know something like that so you're getting like for a month and then they press it and so we don't really do that anymore. <laughs> um, okay. But there is uh, absolutes, which are mainly for perfumery. That's not going to be the essential oils that you're like inhaling for a cough.
0: That's like yeah.
1: a rose and different flowers that are rare. And then that's for just basically for the aroma. Okay. So for the health benefits, I mean, they're really endless and so knowing that everything's antifungal antiviral and antibacterial then there's also many of them are like anti-inflammatory so basically like all your antis are covered <laughs> and then <laughs> it's just about like going into you know which one and i always say really though the best essential oil is the one that you have on hand right like mm-hmm. if you've got a cut but you don't have tea tree well like peppermint or lavender is really good you know okay peppermint is really great because it um it's like ice and so it cools the body and so in many instances where you would want like to use a pack of ice or something you can just use peppermint so it's really convenient
0: okay cool now there's different ways you can use essential oils um, I know it comes in a concentrated form so you don't always want to put it on your skin can you talk about all the different ways um, to actually use it yes
1: yeah, so um, there is generally yeah so generally they're they are all very concentrated and some of them can be used on the skin. i undiluted. We call that meat, but you're using it really micro. Like I, you know, you have a zip and then you just put a dab of like frankincense on it or, you know, so there's that kind of usage or uh, you have a cut or a mosquito bite, just one dab of peppermint. So, and then there's like, then there's diluting them, but higher concentrations because you really want something potent like a little arthritic knee or you know something like that where you're gonna massage it in the area but you still want a good potency and then there's like using it for daily use and you know oils And like jojoba is one of my favorite carrier oils and so the great thing is essential oils really work well with the fatty oils which we okay. can take care of our skin like jojoba Or coconut oil or rosehip oil, that kind of thing. And so that marriage of essential oils and those fatty oils is phenomenal for pretty much, you know, you can take care of any part of your body with that, you know, whether it's massage or face serum, um, even a tooth, you could make a tooth serum, you can make toothpaste by adding it to baking soda. So there's all those sort of formulas you can make. Um, But the general use would be neat in rare occasions. Um, diluted in an oil for caring for your body. And then that would be, you know, wide degrees of like, you know, do you want a super potent medicinal massage for like a tight muscle? Or are you just having that relaxing aromatherapy massage? So there's the body application. And even if you don't have a sense of smell, the essential oils are going to work because you're you're, um, bringing them into the skin transdermally and they're still going to have an effect on your body. So the smell is just one component of how wonderful essential oils are. Mm -hmm. And then there's through inhalation. So that's, and then, you know, those molecules, they're invisible, but they're going up your nose into the hypothalamus and then working their way into the body. And, um, you know, that's where you're going to want to breathe it in for fun. Like just for like bergamot or orange feels so great wafting through my home. Or, you know, oh, I've got a cough. My kid's got a cough. Let's get some. Uh, peppermint, ravencera, eucalyptus, lavender for some sleep going in and then, you know, helping to clear that room of airborne bacteria and also clearing up the pathways, decongestant, all that kind of stuff is where the essential oils can help on that level.
0: So it's helping clear the room as well. Yeah, there air there?
1: Sure. I I've had cool. situations too where it's like if that diffuser goes out in the middle of the night, the coughing stops back up make sure really? it's going on, no coughing. You know, it's like, it's that, it's simple, but it's so effective. Mm-hmm. And, um, even if a person can't smell and usually you can't when you're stuffed up, right. It's still working. It's still getting in there and, and doing its stuff. And then the other way would be through like a bath, which you're getting the aroma and the infusion. Okay. Um, so baths, diffusion, it's really through, in, in, very simply it's inhalation or application
0: yeah makes sense i yeah. was it two days ago i was I went to the gym and we have a sauna there, and I went to the sauna and uh I think it was eucalyptus, I don't know, but someone had put some essential oil on the sauna itself, and I walked oh. in and like almost got hit by a wall of it basically um but so I sat in there for like twenty minutes and it felt great. I felt like it just yeah. kind of opened up everything. I mean the sauna already feels great as is that's um, such a
1: great yeah way to upgrade your sauna
0: yeah so so that's a good thing as well that's kind of. I guess that's inhaling it somewhat when it's going through that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So do you want it to be in isolation or do you want them to be in blends? Do you want to mix them up? I mean, I've read a lot of different like recipes and, and blends of essential oils. Is it better to do it that way or do you just ISO them?
1: Oh, it's like good both ways. Like, whatever, you know, and whatever people are comfortable with. I love, obviously, I'm a formulator, so I love blending them all together. To me, they're my palette. Like, it's like my paint colors. and then Yeah, blend yeah. Them all together. My book, to Renegade Beauty, has like a whole chapter on uh, Renegade Beauty recipes. So, from, you know, like an immune blend to uh, a mascara blend, you know, I've got so many fun things in there. Okay. But they're really great medicine for like, you know, scars uh, where you can put it on undiluted for a few days until it closes up. Like I'm not talking about something that would be open or you can heal an old scar or you can really help that toenail fungus. Like they're so phenomenal for that. But of course you want to be sure that you're using real authentic, genuine essential oils. Otherwise, then it's just an empty promise.
0: Well, I was going to ask you about that because when you talk about the process it takes to actually make these, When I think about that, well, you gotta assume that companies are doing it in ways that probably aren't the greatest. So they're adding, you know, there's probably additives and things like that. What's the industry like when it comes to essential oils? Is there regulations? Is there certain ways you have to make these products?
1: Well, there's definitely um, a lot going on, and for many decades. So the the ways that essential oils can be folded, refractionated, adulterated. Um, made into nature, identical, synthesized, are complex, and yeah. you know, a subject that could be discussed for and for hours and hours. so, but, and that's been going on forever because the main use of essential oils, wasn't aromatherapy you know that's only like maybe you know five percent of the whole industry i'm sure that's increased now but the main use for creating essential oils was for the food and flavor and perfume industries and so you know they would have a a peppermint but then extract the menthol and then Mm. synthesize that or like all kinds really complex stuff and um so using the whole plant the whole essential oil is of course what is wanted too because all those hundreds of parts in the distillation we, that we don't even fully know yet they all are working with the plant together and there's valuable components like the monoterpenes the sesquiterpenes you know the esters other things that we just you know we need more than the menthol but of yes. course you know that's what we're Re understanding now, it's like, oh, like let's have the whole plant, the whole medicine, the whole herb. We don't just want to separate what we think is the active ingredient, yeah. Um, so there is that, and then there's just plain, not real, like or menthol added to a peppermint. Um, so there's many ways, there's many things that are called essential oils that aren't. Uh, there's fragrance oils, then there's also just the and this usually doesn't happen at the distillation end of it, it's usually somewhere in the chain. So thankfully I've also been working with my distillers for like 25 years and so you know it's like a good relationship these are yeah generational businesses that are passed on to the next uh, generation of family and so there's a lot of pride in this work and it's really great work for um, you know people in developing countries which is a lot of what we'd like to support really good projects there. But um, you know you'll get a lot of companies now that want things faster, so they may rip out the blue tansy roots, which they shouldn't even be harvested by the roots. So there's a lot of stuff like that going on, or then there's some tricks of the trade like amorous is sold instead sort of sandalwood. Blue tansy is sold as a German chamomile, but it's not. It's Tanacetum anum, and it's a beautiful essential oil, but it isn't German chamomile, which mm-hmm. is also blue. Or um, citral extracts from lemongrass. Are used to create uh, a Melissa essential oil because Melissa is like you know usually over a hundred dollars a bottle. We only get about eight ounces a year, um, but it's very lemony and it doesn't smell like a fine like a jasmine that's so rare. It's like you can it's quite lemony and to an untrained nose, it can you know be like oh yeah that smells like Melissa. So yeah, those are some of the things that you got to look out for. But I really encourage people to smell because if you smell um, the okay brands the brand wherever you just smell and you can build up your own scent library and you will know the difference between the frankincenses when you have different ones right in front of you every you're looking smell. for
0: a stronger smell?
1: Not always. So with something Not always. like peppermint rosemary and eucalyptus now the mosquitoes are coming out. Um, <laughs> there <laughs> are um, you no know, the stronger often is a sign of adulteration. If that peppermint smells like candy canes It's probably got synthetic menthol in it. Okay. So if it's really sharp, sometimes you'll see like, yeah, like I wish I could have everybody smell right now. And (laughs) rosemary, yeah, it has those camphorous notes, but a really great rosemary isn't just this like camphor thing. So if it's really edgy or really strong, it may not be real.
0: Okay, okay. I cool. have this
1: thing, like, that's how I could always tell really early on. I would get this, like, sort of alarm bell right here when I smell things, and I could just yeah. immediately, it's like, oh,
0: it's you not You tell. Real. Yeah. For someone that doesn't have a scent like you do, because I'm sure you probably have 500 bottles of essential oils laying around your house. Yeah. Is there is there organic or, like, fair trade? Is there anything that we should be looking for when we're looking at, um, you know, different essential oils, or do they not have yeah, that? When I, get- I
1: mean, yeah, it's a great question. Not all organic is organic. Yeah. Um, even if it says certified organic on the bottle, because, uh, you know, organic things in the cosmetics industry don't have to be 100% organic. Not like if you're buying, um, you know, broccoli.
0: That's just yeah, 100% yeah.
1: And organic broccoli. So there's that issue. Um, and then some of the essentials we want wild. Okay. So we don't like, because like the black spruce, you know, is going to be wild instead of a cultivated certified organic oil so there's a whole bunch of things to look for Uh, what we've done in the past year is we just had all of our oils sent to a lab and had them all tested like a third party situation and then they um we posted their their so they ran them through the gas chromatography and all that and then we posted all those up on our website on each oil page so then you can really look at the the um the distillation the quality and you can see what's there and you can see that it's been verified as authentic.
0: Okay, nice. you so
1: have to start doing that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And so I guess if you're looking to to shop in essential oils, make sure you do your research. And I think one way maybe is read your book. I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of good tips in there uh, also, that yeah, can because tell you.
1: Marketing, right? We can. It can get really exciting, and then we can like not think about the quality of what's inside the bottle, which is mm-hmm. totally the most important thing
0: well yeah and i mean the reason we have these essential oils the reason we're buying these and using these is for the health benefits and if you're not getting the good stuff it's like taking a supplement there's no point in getting the low quality um, crappy supplements because they're not going to help you but um, you know essential oils are powerful things and they can help you if you're getting a good quality one correct
1: yes absolutely yeah otherwise it's sort of negative it's like exactly what you just said about supplements it's just like why bother you'd be better off without
0: yeah. Now there's a, there's been a bunch of questions and I had a few actually, um, on Instagram when I mentioned that I had you on the show, um, and they just have particular or specific questions on some of the oil. So I want to get through some of them. I don't know how much time, um, you, you do have, you said, you mentioned you only have about a half hour. So, um, we're about 25 minutes through Okay, let's uh, do
1: lightning but, rounds.
0: Okay, cool. <laughs> so one it. of it, <laughs> one of it was allergies. Is there an essential oil that's best for allergies?
1: yes we i make a blend called um longevity and that's got all the ones that are good for that in it so it's got the tannicetum anim i mentioned which common name is blue tansy frankincense and i can't remember everything right now but i think it has a bit of rosemary and stuff in there so any of those as an individual ingredient will really help and whether that's just you know oh and we have a salt pipe which is so fun So it's this pipe with salt in it. You put the essential oils in and you can inhale it through your mouth and it cleans out your airways and your lungs. And you can even do like alternate nostril breathing with your nose and it totally clears out the sinuses. Oh, that would be amazing. That have said it has saved them from allergy season so much.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Speaking of that, which essential oils can be consumed?
1: We have a list on our site of essential oils for culinary use. And um, so check that out. There's about 80 of them. So quite a few. But a good way to remember too is like, um, you know, we can think of our culinary herbs like hyssop, uh, marjoram, lavender, cardamom, clove, cinnamon, all of those. Clove and cinnamon should always, always be diluted before using them in any way because they're so hot. They could, you know, kind of burn and irritate the skin.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh one of the questions was what about making bug spray? Is there good essential yes. oils for that? And actually I heard cinnamon was one of those.
1: Yeah, I could be wrong. It's okay, it's not my favorite. We make a okay. blend called Forager's Clones. So I'm just saying that too, because you can look at those ingredients and then use all of those essential oils if you can't remember everything I'm saying. Um, but cedar, peppermint, geranium, lemongrass, eucalyptus, lemon eucalyptus, laleshwa which is a Kenyan sage, sage, those are all really good ones.
0: Okay, perfect. The
1: cinnamon, I think, is just too hot and weird to be using in a bun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I went to Peru like a few months ago and was going to make one and I thought I was going to make it out of cinnamon, but luckily I just oh, did I mean, if you do the
1: cinnamon, <laughs> just add like a tiny bit at the end, like a couple of drops.
0: Okay, gotcha.
1: But don't have it as a main ingredient.
0: What are the best oils to put on your face if you have combination skin? So it's oily and dry.
1: Well, the thing, I write about all of this in my book, Renegade Beauty, which is like, you know, there's tons on skincare and the skin's microbiome. We don't really have skin types. That was created a bit with cosmetics. Really, there's just skin microbiome imbalance. You want to just bring everything back into balance and no longer have a combination skin. And the best thing to do with that is to stop using soap and just cleanse with oil. But again, I write about it extensively. And you can email us and we can walk you through it.
0: And yeah.
1: I could, cool. I could talk about that for an hour.
0: So <laughs> yeah, I guess we should have, we should have got this one to be a little bit longer. Okay. What about we can do another about, one. Okay. We'll do another one. No, we can actually see you. Yeah. <laughs> what about sunscreen? Is there any oils that you can use to help with sunscreen? Yes.
1: And I have a whole chapter on sun and, and skin in my book um, and articles on our website. So essential oils are great. Um, they can heal sun stuff. They're great because they harmonize your time with the sun. But, of course, you're going to want to use them in jojoba and um, something like co- um, coconut oil. You're not going to be using okay. straight. And you have to be careful of some in the sun. You never want to use a citrus oil directly in the sun because then it will actually burn you like a lime. Oh, wow. It can be diluted. Like, you just don't want to have it over 15%. So
0: Okay. Um, what but- about
1: ones that can help prepare like frankincense calendula sea buckthorn geranium there's studies with geranium and sandalwood that show they reverse uh when cells are going to go down you know that abnormal pathway Mm -hmm. and so because of the chemicals again natural chemicals in there the alpha santal and beta santal and sandalwood is so super nourishing for skin
0: Cool. And if you're, what if you get burnt from the sun? Which oils are the best then to put
1: peppermint on? To, um, is peppermint is so good. You know, and then you can mix in some lavender and frankincense. But peppermint will just cool the skin down and help heal it. And like aloe is also really good. I, we always suggest having a potted aloe in your house. Okay. Because the, the bottles ob- is fake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can you overdo it with essential oils? Is there can um, you put too much on or inhale too much?
1: Yeah, you can definitely ingest too much. Um, So just, again, it's by the drop, and that's where we need a lot of care and responsibility. You can definitely pour on too much undiluted, especially if it's, like, a wrong oil. Um, And you could inhale to a point of feeling a little too euphoric. But I don't think most people are going to get to that. Like, you know, maybe me in an intense blending moment, but (laughs) you're going to need, like, a lot of oil. Yeah. So that is the great thing. There, there's things to know. And once you get it, like you really understand you can use them all in the same way through dil- dilution or inhalation. And then they really are safe for like as a family. They're so good for the family medicine, chest because once you get it, they're just such friendly helpers.
0: Yeah. Okay, I have two more questions. So we can yes. get to that. Uh, what's best for hyperpigmentation is a question in here.
1: Yeah. So ha- I'll go into that extensively in the book because it's it's a thing. And the main way to avoid that is through not eating polyunsaturated fatty acids. So the mazzola, the corn, all of that's got to go. That is really damaging for the skin. And so is lying in the the sun with chemicals. So Mm. we have a couple of formulas that we've made that include um, concentrated essential oils. And they really clear up the melasma. We also have an article on our website called Seeing Spots that will, you know, give the in-depth answer. But there's help, helps <laughs> there.
0: <laughs> okay, good. and for anyone who's who's listening on the podcast after this, um, I'll make sure to have the website and all these blogs and things like that um, in the show notes so that you guys can just you know one click and you can find it all. So it'll be super easy for you. Um, last questions. Uh, it's actually going to be a two part. But okay. one, what is your favorite essential oil? And two, if someone's just starting out with essential oils, what are the, the main ones that you think that someone should get?
1: Well, I think Best think for almost- your buck. Yeah, I can roll those in because I feel like it's so hard for me to pick one because they're, like, all my children. But it's sort of <laughs> a desert desert island moment, you know. Um, definitely peppermint because it's so practical. Like, it's like it's like the Swiss Army knife of essential oils. So you got to pack okay. that. And then neroli. But it's – I mean, it is costly, but it's orange blossoms. And to me, that's just, like, if you just need to tap into – like beauty and venus and you know heaven like aroma that's just like walking through an orange grove and so you could just sprinkle that on and be your perfume and then frankincense is Mm -hmm. just like so good for fortification whether that's your spirit your nerves your emotion or on a serious level that distillation kicks ass Excuse my language. It's <laughs> no. So potent, whether it's for skincare or like potent medicine. So frankincense, and it's so easy to use, and it's never irritating. Um, is
0: is that one um, that you diffuse, or is that one that you put on the skin? Everything. Everything.
1: <laughs> you know, it's an, it's another it's another Swiss Army knife, but in a different way. Like okay, yeah, and it's just it contains within it so much wisdom and so just to inhale it like you know you can be with all these things so there's all those uses but then just to sit with these oils and just to inhale them like as a meditation uh, you know just right from the bottle you don't even have to consume any it's just Mm -hmm. such a such a gift
0: yeah i love the way that you that you that you explain these oils um you know you take kind of a different approach to it a different look at it which is really cool and it makes you kind of understand the, the significance of them um, so I think that's, that's really great. So I, I'll let you go because I know that you're busy and you, you have to be somewhere. We, we pushed you along a little bit too long already. No worries. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe what we'll do is we'll get you back on another time and we can uh, dive more into these cause there's so many oils. Um, but for anyone listening, check out living libations. Um, they're fantastic oils. Um, you know, we speak very highly of them, so check them out. Um, and, uh, obviously check out her book. <laughs> I'll put <laughs> I them in the show say. notes that you guys. Yeah. I
1: was just going to say, um, if you, please send us your address and then we can mail you a book. And why don't we do a book giveaway?
0: Okay. Yeah, let's do that for sure. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So I'll, I'll message you after, but we'll do that for everyone in here. Um, and those listening on the podcast, we'll do a book giveaway so you guys can uh, learn everything you need about uh, essential oils. Um, but Nadine, thank you so much for, for coming on the show here. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, and you see all these comments coming in with hearts and everything. So I'm sure everyone else does too. Um, but, uh, we're starting to lose you as the sun goes down. But, uh, so, thank you so much.
1: Sorry that it was dark. Okay. No,
0: <laughs> no worries. All right. You have a great night and we'll, uh, we'll get in touch again soon. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Hey guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hell simple show. More importantly, I hope you learned something from it. If you did leave me a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to me.